Welcome back. This is Country Roads Confidential here at earsports.com, part of the 24-7 Sports Network. Still quarantined, still being creative and turning out content for you here. And we have quite the argument piece for you. This has littered your timelines on Twitter and filled up our message boards at the website. It's also set off separate, vibrant text chains with um, two different groups of friends, one from college and one from um, I guess current friends, but people I see more often regularly. We're drafting the all-time team, the ultimate West Virginia team, offense and defense, giving you $66 of play money to draft 22 players on offense and defense. I welcome in the man who came up with this idea because he has nothing else better to do, but fewer better at things like this than Chris Anderson. Chris, where did this idea come from? Uh Honestly, you know, I've seen these things in the past, especially with basketball. It's big in basketball because it's a it started out as a, hey, pick five players and everybody and, and you have five rows, five columns and in different positions. And they're they cost between one and five dollars. And you got to make a team out of 15 bucks. And it works for basketball because you get, say, two guards, two forwards and a center. And there you go. You have a full team. And I kind of just screwed around with it one day while we're all sitting here in quarantine doing nothing. And uh, I just threw a quick one on the board for skill players and it took off. I mean, we had a lot of responses about it on the VIP board before I ever even moved it to Twitter and moved it to the free board, uh, the free free message board for football. And Twitter just that's where things went nuts, as is often the case. And uh Former players chiming in, uh, yeah. Quincy Wilson uh, chiming in that he was he was a steal for a buck and he was right. Uh, Tyler Orlowski is the one that kind of prompted me to push this to the next level by asking, "Hey, where are the linemen at?" Um, DJ Carosa, right? Carosa, Car- mm-hmm. uh, asking me where the scout team is and the special teams coaches are. Uh, all the specialists. Uh, we didn't go quite that far, but I, I do feel good about what we did, where we kind of s- expanded it out to a full 11 man, you know, offense and 11 man defense. Well, I'm going to point out that you're weak because you <laughs> boosted Quincy Wilson to $2. So you could capitulate out the pressure, but I'm going to take advantage of that now. And I'm going to ask you, where is the media draft? <laughs> I want to fill a press box for, for $33. I will come up with that. I, I oh man, that no, that'll get us into way too much trouble. Like, well, how, how do we do it? Like, do we do the person who writes the game story, the person who blogs, the person who writes the column? Uh, we got to have a fully functioning staff here. That's right. We got to have a photographer. Um, yeah. We got to have somebody who makes up, just completely makes up stories and and plays both sides of the argument to try to get clicks. We got to have that too. So, mm-hmm. got to have the full team. Uh, this is my proposition because this is going to go on for a while. Like, well, first of all, if someone doesn't steal our idea and do basketball first, we'll have a basketball one of these out. But um, I will encourage anybody listening, if you can come up with the staff, like positions, as we just mentioned, but also the candidates for the media poll, I have nothing better to do. <laughs> I, will, I will go the whole nine yards on that, and I will, I will write a 1,200-word piece on the depth chart for the media and the press box. So if someone can come up with it and give me the chart and everything, don't think I won't do it because I will absolutely do it. If you don't know me, then you'll get to know me. And if you do know me, you know, I'm not kidding. I will absolutely do that because 
I, I really don't. I mean, I'm not going to garden. I've already mowed my yard and weeded the garden and everything. So I can definitely get down with this. And I think it's kind of funny, too, because um, there, there are certainly some combinations. And, but, and also, there, there are combinations you can't have. Like, people do not get along in the press. I will fight somebody that I don't like on the right side of me and the left side of me. And you have to know that going in. You're going to have to make sure that you know the, what's poisonous and what's pleasant and what's a good pairing and what's a toxic pairing. Um, it's a delicate situation, Chris. It's, it's not just throwing dollars on it. you got to consider the variables, too. Uh, it's funny you mentioned that because I was thinking of something related the other day uh, when we were discussing how they're going to let fans in. I was curious, how are they going to determine which media to let in? Because you certainly don't get six feet in the uh, press box. And uh, if you don't get six feet, I was going to ask you, who in the WV press box are you letting within six feet of you right now? Ordinarily, I, not many people. <laughs> <laughs> in the future, fewer. Yeah, uh, I actually I actually talked to somebody who um who works for um. Uh, one of the group of five conferences and the conversations they've had are, well, we don't have a lot of media covering our team regularly. What do we do? And, and they're legitimately trying to figure out, I mean, a, the a reality where zoom is your post game and, and how do you do player interviews and how do you do, um, you know, your coach and stuff like that. So I think that's one reason you're seeing schools kind of mess around with availability for coaches. And I've seen some instances of players. I, I think that unless this does a 180, and by the way, things look, I would say more promising than recently for the next two weeks. Like it's a big two weeks, but I think if they, if they get this to a certain spot within two weeks and you can maybe start having more optimistic conversations about June, maybe not June one, but June, July. And I would think maybe a regularly occurring season, a lot has to go right. But uh, I still think even then you're going to have reservations from not only the schools, but media organizations about having media in there. And then also fans and all that stuff too. And, and the larger you make the crowd, the more volatile, uh, you make the environment. You don't want to do that. So certainly possible. But um, let's let's accelerate here to where we want to go. The premise is pretty simple. We've drafted spots for five offensive linemen and then six quarterback, running back, receiver, tight end, wild card position. So 11. You play with 11. And you only have $33 to spend. Seems easy. It's not. And two things occurred to me here. One, um, it's a rare occasion when you create a debate for sports where we're not getting into that guy stunk. He was overrated. He was bad. He shouldn't be on the list. I don't think anybody is not deserving of a spot. And then, indeed, with our offense and even our defense, we had too many for pretty much all the positions. And it kind of got hard to cut people. But also, you're reminded about, wow, that guy was good. That guy's worth more than $1 or $2. That guy is worth more than 4 I forgot how good he was. Some of it's recency, but some, and which means that you don't remember some people from years back. But it's kind of fun to remember that, hey, by the way, Jeff Burke was a good player. And, oh, my God, they didn't know how to use Jock Sanders. Yeah, I think you're seeing a a large group of fans that have chimed in on this on our message board or on social media, and they've really taken advantage of. It's funny you mentioned Jeff Burke, but but someone like that, these guys that were say linemen back in the mid two thousands, early two thousands, and I, I can almost guarantee. I, I feel like if I look around and I see guys picking Jeff Burke uh, or. Um, Jeff Braun and guys like that. I'm like, that guy's over 30. That guy's probably 35, 40 or, or older and realizing that these guys are pretty darn good. The, these cheap linemen that we got on this list and you can kind of save money and, and shoot, uh, shoot for the stars elsewhere. Yeah. I also remember how good teams were in the past, but what they were built on. And when we look at those 05, 06, 07 teams, speed, 
but also really good offensive lines. And I think when we look at more recent stuff, um, certainly capable offensive lines, but great passing attacks. And then I just can't, I have a, I don't know if it's a blind spot or what, but I, I can't remember identities of those, you know, 010 through even I would say maybe the first year or two of Dana because he was trying to get things balanced, but good players that just for circumstance or whatever reason just probably didn't take off quite like they did, which kind of makes this fun because all these what ifs you have, like what if this quarterback was throwing to this receiver? What if this running back had this offensive line blocking for him? I guess that's part of the point, but that was a pretty fun uh, side effect of this. Yeah, and I think at times I I was getting a little too excited about pairing certain people um, across schemes and across uh, coaching staffs and whatnot. But I feel like if we're if we're trying to be true to this, true to who's going to be the best offense for say a whole game or a whole season or whatever, however you want to look at it, I'll leave that up to you. Um, it's kind of counterintuitive to to mix and match too different of a style. Uh, mm-hmm. Obviously, some of those some of those linemen from say that 2005 ish range were smaller, more mobile uh, linemen, guys that could pull and move and may not be best suited for say a a pure drop back kind of offense with Will Greer and uh, Kevin White running routes or whatever, however you want to look at it. So I think some of that, uh, some of the nuance to this is making sure you're also picking the scheme instead of just picking the best, the the best players. How many iterations did you do? Not like how many teams did you try to draft? Cause I, I kind of lost track cause I'd start over again, but like that you went to the finish line with an idea or a scheme or like a vision in mind. Um, so I stuck with just I stuck with one. I did go into a few different schemes. I tried to do a, a Pat White, Steve Slayton speed all over the place. Um, team went back and forth. I, I settled on just one for the sake of this podcast that I like, uh, that I really like. Um, but God, I mean, I spent I spent way too much time creating this, and then almost twice as much time picking out a bunch of random teams to put together, trying to decide who would be the best team. Yeah. I, all right. So what I tried to do was like I sat down. I, I did two. You did one. I did two. And one's more of a throw the ball. One's more of a run the ball. One's more of a speed. One's more of, I guess, what you call like pro style. But what I did initially was I sat down. I said, I'm going to get the most well-rounded team. And I got through. And like, for example, I was thinking, Pat White, that's five bucks. I got to go easy my running back. Well, Wendell is a pro. Pretty good player. You know, 1,400-yard rusher. I'll do that. Chris Henry, wow, that would have been fun. And well, if I got a big guy, I need a small guy. I'll get Renaud. And then I was, then I was starting to like get to the tight ends and the running back or the wild card position. I started thinking in my head, well, Wesco would be cool to have in this offense with Pat White. But I have Mike Villagrana. So if I add three dollars here, I'm going to have and I just started like reconciling certain things and making certain concessions. And I was like, I need to like take this seriously and back up and try to get a plan. And I, I kind of did come up with two teams that I think are kind of fun just to think about. Um, but yeah, that was part of it too, is figuring out who would work well, what direction it is. And again, it's kind of something we do naturally. Like, wow, I wish that guy still had eligibility left. Right? Wow, I wish I could have seen those two together. And then when you kind of put those parts together right now and you look at this team on paper that kind of combines the best or the, the most what-if um, scenarios in your head, this is actually a really enjoyable exercise. Yeah, I had a lot of fun. I have a couple a couple regrets about the way I, I put it together. I think, uh, you know, I obviously made the change with the Quincy Wilson one where I had him a buck, and I switched him to two because I felt like every single person that did that five that five person team, this five person skill team that I I originally put out there, mm-hmm. was picking Quincy Wilson because it was like, hey, if I can get that guy for a buck, like 
is he that much different than say somebody you're going to spend five bucks on like Avon mm-hmm. Coburn? I mean, uh, not that much. The, the, dis- the difference isn't as drastic as it is for say other positions in, I tried to reconcile that a little bit, but again, now you, like you just mentioned, now you got small wood at a buck. That's, that's a heck of a deal. Mm-hmm. And so my own, my re- big regret here is, is the athlete position. Um, because I think, you know, you got Tavon at the five bucks and then David Sills at four, but I'm not sure many people are going to pick Sills. If they're already paying four, they might as well pay five for Tavon. And then you're getting into jock, Sanders, Charles Sims, and Will Johnson, and all great players all do different things, but that's just like system thing if you're just like using that position to kind of save money. Uh, otherwise, you really just have to go with Tavon, I feel like. Did, did both of your teams have Tavon? Let's start there. No. Oh, here we go. <laughs> yeah, so like, and here's what I liked what you did, whether you meant to or not, and I assume you intended to, but your diversity with your fullback tight end are some are fullbacks that can run the ball and some are tight ends who can't run the ball and some are guys who just block and you kind of have to make up for that decision or account for that decision somewhere else so for example if you're taking a smaller running back you might need owen schmidt um but that means you're gonna you're gonna have probably somebody who needs to be you know a slot guy a little bit more because for example you know you can't flex out a um you can't flex out of Wesco or anybody like that as a pass catching guy. So you got to be like, like kind of a creative with your athlete. But if you take Jock Sanders, for example, then do you need Renaud in, in an above spot? I just thought that was kind of fascinating. And that's where I kept going back to those kind of three spots. One of the receiver spots and the athlete and the fullback tight end were tied together almost no matter what I did. Oh yeah. And it's going to get even more crazy not to jump too far ahead, but uh, I had a lot of fun with that on the defensive side too. Yeah. Wild, yeah. Wild card <laughs> position is just like, Man, uh, yeah, that one do- the one dollar choice. I won't uh, ruin who it is, but you're like, I could easily go with that. That's a great deal. But you got guys that are safeties. You got guys that are linebackers. Uh, guys that who could play corner or safety, safety or linebacker, linebacker maybe line up with their hand in the dirt. So I'm gonna make you choose. And you gotta and like I said, you gotta you gotta have the scheme. Everybody's gotta work together. So you gotta really think about it instead of just picking all stars. All right, we can we can post our teams, I guess. But I feel bad that I have two and you have one. I don't know if I should just go with one or if I should go with both of them. But should I start with one of them? Yeah, let's start with one of them. All right, this is the one where I just kind of like decided that this is what I would like to see in a modern era ish because I think it would be kind of fun. I started with, with Greer as my quarterback, and I went with Quincy as my running back. Um, I put receiver Chris Henry. And I put him next to Renaud. I think Renaud for $3 is crazy because I think he was, well, I think if in a, in a perfect world, he'd be like a $5 player, but he never got to shine and flash like he could have. But he's a $5 talent that's available for $3. And then you got all these guys you can hand the ball to and throw the ball to because I'm going to get to another one here. So I just went with Villagrana, who I think is a very productive and, and you know, valuable player at tight end because, no offense, but no one's going to be throwing him the ball when you can also add uh Tavon out there now here's where I went a little bit crazy I circled this one because I had White or Henry and Sills or Tavon so White and Sills would have been one I went with Henry or Tavon because I think it'd been really cool to see Greer throwing deep balls to Henry and also work in the middle with Tavon I think that'd be a hard thing to to shake away from I don't know what you do there uh but also like if you want to be big and powerful on the outside hey White and Sills would be a pretty good combination too but the more I think about it Greer throwing to Henry and Tavon and Renaud that's pretty dangerous there 
Uh, I don't disagree because I think we are. I'll say I'll go ahead and hop in with mine with the skill players before we move to the offensive line. Mm-hmm. But we started off exactly the, th- the the same. I think Will Greer at three bucks. That almost seems like a no brainer to me. Uh, almost unless I'm just trying to. I don't want to say get cute, but if I'm trying to get something very specific with a a run first, uh, a run oriented offense, uh, and go with Pat White then Will Greer was on almost every iteration of my team. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of the same with Quincy Wilson. Even when I move him from a buck to two bucks, I feel like that's still a steal. Not that there's anything wrong with Devine or Slayton or, or, or Avon, but man, two bucks for Quincy Wilson. Uh, I, I can't pass that up. And then I'll switch. I'll, I'll skip past the wide receivers for a second because I'm coming back to that. But at the tight end fullback position, I went Cody Clay. I had Villagran at first. Mm-hmm. I kind of went through my because I was like, this is where I'm going to sacrifice a spot. I need a blocker, so I'm just going to go a buck. And and Villagran, I feel like was about as good at, as at Clay uh, at, as Clay at blocking at least. And and then I went and filled out the rest of my roster. Came back. I still had a dollar left, so I said, do I want Clay or Villagran? And I went with Clay just because I felt like we were at least able to see a little bit more of potentially maybe catching the ball a couple times a game, maybe. <laughs> um, so I went ahead and made that switch. And wide receiver, I went all out. I went all out <laughs> with Kevin White. I went all five docs. I, I did. And and I, t- I said I kind of hinted at it before we started here that uh, some of those older guys, or at least myself, uh, is going to go cheap on the, the O-line because I think some of those um, cheaper O-linemen are pretty darn good. Uh, but – Kevin White, Stedman Bailey, and Tavon Austin. I mean, we Tavon for all the same reasons you just mentioned, and he can get in the backfield with Quincy Wilson and be a completely different type of back if you need him. Uh, Stedman Bailey is going to catch anything and everything in the middle, and we know how much Will Greer loves. Uh, my big thing with Greer was he didn't throw the intermediate pass. He loved the short passes. He loved the deep passes. Kevin White loves the short passes, loves the deep passes. Tavon, short, deep. Stedman Bailey, I mean, I can't pass on Stedman Bailey. I, I I had Gary Jennings. That was another extra buck that I had. And I almost just kind of stuck with Gary Jennings and threw away the dollar because I liked the idea of that connection between Greer and Jennings and how much uh, Jennings can also go deep. But Stedman Bailey just catches everything. I couldn't pass it up. So, yeah, I did not I did not forget about him. Offensive line, some great value, some great way to steal some money back. Um, I think – and I've seen this from other people too. One of the more undervalued players is going to be our left tackle, Jake Figner. Um, Jeremy Sheffy was one of those players who I remembered being really good that I think just time had made me forget about. I went with Tyler Orlowski in the middle at center, Adam Penke, $2 NFL guy. And then Garen justice, who was a beyond solid was a very good college player as my right tackle. So Figner and Garen justice as my tackles, Sheffy and Penke as my guards and Orlowski as my center. Uh, we got a couple similar, same center, same guard. I agree. Panky maybe was a little underrated. Um, I, I, I think if I were to redo it, I might put him ahead of Josh Sills because I think a lot of people, and, and you were not one of them because you were were pushing this hard, not hard, but you were very um, clear about this, that Kyle Bosch is good. And because I think I had him in our, in our first iteration at, at a buck, like I immediately had him, but I think I had him at a dollar. And you were like, nah, nah, Kyle Bush, Bosch, up. And and then I looked at it more, went back, and I was like, holy crap, man. I, I Maybe I just don't remember it as well, even though he's one of the more recent players. And I moved him up to three bucks. 
uh, with your encouragement. And Panky at two, man. I, he Once he moved inside, I feel like he was a little bit of a liability when he was still a tackle. But once he moved inside, he was really good. And so I love him at two bucks. Um, Orlowski at center. Uh, I went selfish capers at left tackle. Yeah. Uh, again, a buck. I had, I think I had Figner at first. And then when I made that switch from Jennings to Bailey, I had to switch from Figner down to capers. Uh, Jeff, Jeff Burke at left guard. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, value pick two bucks and Jeff Braun at right tackle. Um, I thought was a big solid player back in the day. And, and again, just two bucks. I had some of those in my one of the ones that I started over on because I thought Braun was a good player there, and then I'm getting carried away in my head. I'm like, well, I can just move him to <laughs> to, to guard, <laughs> or I can move this guy outside or whatever. I was like, no, 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 that's not the point of this exercise. So yeah, a lot of flexibility, a lot of stuff you can do to to use some value, but also get some talent on there too. Um, it's fun. I like to see that team play and see what they can do. I like to see that team against the defense I'm drafting and see what happens too. Because you kind of have the same thing with defense too. Like I think speed's important too, but you better be able to tackle and pe- rush the passer and all that. And, I don't know if they'd be able to stop that offense here. Here's my um my other offense I messed around with, and there's a pretty clear direction here that I kind of wanted to go with. But if I want to have, like, a dream team, I want to build it around Pat White. Just because I wonder what he would have been like even, you know, five years later, never mind ten years later, what would he have been like in college and ripping around like – we see quarterbacks do now those just those athletes with the ball in their hand, but not like high school where you put the best athlete at quarterback. You're putting like one of the best quarterbacks who happens to be one of the best athletes at the most important position with all these open offenses and doing stuff. What would he be able to do? That'd be fun to watch. Um, but that's five bucks. So you got to steal some money back. Uh, stealing money back with Wendell is pretty easy. So that's a dollar. I'd like speed on the outside because if you're going to have Pat, um, he's going to compromise pockets by running around. And Shelton Gibson's one of the fastest players I've seen around here in a long time. Is he the best, most well-rounded receiver? No, but Stedman Bailey would take care of that. I think he's the best all-around guy I've seen here. I want to have some fun in the backfield. If I'm going to run around with Pat and Wendell, I need a guy who can flex around a little bit. So I went with Eli Wellman. And then... I don't want to say he's a poor man's Raynaud or a poor man's Tavon, but again, Jock Sanders was a super talented player who just got kind of out of sorts with the offensive system he was in. I think he could be a high value guy. If you kind of move him around and you motion him around, you put him in the slot, you put him in the backfield, what would happen with him and Wendell running around in the backfield and you're throwing passes to Stedman and Shelton? Good luck stopping that. Um, Smallish, I guess, not the biggest lineup there, but fast and really good at what they do. Offensive line is where it gets a little bit. Uh oh, are you going to critique my picks there? No, I'm not. I, I was going to say, I think uh, I, I, I had a couple tweaks that were similar to that. Like I said, it, in all my iterations, it, it was all either Greer or if I tried to get into this style, it was Pat White. I never really thought about any of the other quarterbacks for this. And yeah, I, I think I had one of my teams starting out exactly the same as yours with uh, White, Smallwood, Gibson. Then I kind of ventured off from there, and I think I went, I think White, Smallwood, Gibson, Raynaud, and Tavon all mm-hmm. out there, just just nuts with the speed. Um, but again, yeah, like you said, uh, missing out on maybe a, more of a true receiver, a more well-rounded receiver or bigger receiver at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, that might have been an issue in some some instances. So I kind of like what you did there. 
So I'm a dollar over where I was in my first team, so I need to address that in my offensive line. No problem. I'm going to drop from $2 on Figner to $1 on NFL player Selvish Capers. That seems like it's okay to me. And if I'm worried about my tackle spot, I will upgrade, if you will, from Garen Justice on my first team to Don Barkley on my second team. I think that's pretty good. Um, inside, uh, I think we'll be okay. Josh Sills, $3. I'll deal with that. Josh Jenkins, $1. Um, the hype, probably more than a dollar. The reality, probably closer to a dollar, but I feel like he's a better than a $1 player, but I'll take it. And then I think the best thing about Dan Moses was he was so good keying that offense and doing the option stuff and making sure he was slipping and trapping and doing all the stuff he was supposed to do. Um, I think he'd be fun to watch a modern offense where centers get to go out and do a whole bunch more than maybe they did when he was there or certainly you notice him more. Um, so again, selfish capers, Don Barkley outside, Josh Sills, Josh Jenkins inside, Dan Moses in the middle. Um, Different speed. You're going to have to get outside in the perimeter to block so guys like Barkley and Selvage can do that. But you're going to need guys on the inside who can do it too. And you're talking Jenkins and Sills, guys who could play tackle. They're playing inside. And Moses was just really good at what he did moving around and kind of being a functional center for um, like a three-headed monster on offense. And it almost felt like he was the fourth that sometimes because he was so good at making things happen. I kind of really like that offensive line you put together there. I really do. Just like you said about the tackles kind of playing inside. I don't know if it's perception or reality or whatever, but it, it it feels like when you move those guys from outside to inside, they tend to do better, and and those guys might not be any different. Well, I heard your phone there, and that is probably Will Johnson wondering why you put him at $1. So <laughs> No, that is actually the guys putting in the new AC unit in my house because uh, our AC unit went out for good right before uh, we hit the cool temperatures last year, and I said, hey, we'll get it in the spring when nothing else is going on. <laughs> it's not working out well as we as we're approaching 80 degrees uh in a couple days all right well i'm gonna go grab the pad and paper and start scratching out my defense that will conquer my offense if i can try uh i think we should do this again tomorrow right yeah or no maybe not tomorrow good. but two days from now i guess huh yeah we'll have it up what uh wednesday because tuesday tuesday afternoon i will have up uh your selections for defense everybody else uh can take a look at that make their picks and as i said where this is this is what we're going to find out if you really know football. Uh, putting together an offense, I, I think a lot of people can do that. But mixing and matching these pieces on defense it is going to take some some serious knowledge. And I'm very interested to see what everybody puts together. Should be fun. We'll do that next time. But that is all for this time for Earsports.com. I'm Mike Casaza, And I'm Chris Anderson. We'll talk to you later.